Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments International and ahamomentsworld.com. Tune in for the next hour and learn to trust your AHA Moments to lead the way to live a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments radio show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari, and happy Tuesday. We have a really, really big show tonight. I am so excited. I see so many of you already on the call lines because we have someone very, very special on tonight. Um, We are going to be doing manifesting makeovers with the illustrious Mr. 2020. And I'll tell you why he has that name. Well, he's going to tell you why he has that name in a little bit. But uh, Mr. 2020 is kind of what I call the, um, uh, let's see, representative of Neville Goddard. Neville Goddard is deceased, but he is one of the founding fathers of what I call modern-day manifesting. And he, um, there's several of them, actually. There's uh, Wallace Waddles and Napoleon Hill, and there's many others who kind of come up with... um, Catherine Ponder, actually, and I think she came in. She came in after these guys. But there's a lot of uh, folks out there who um, I call them the founding fathers, and most people refer to them as the founding fathers of kind of our modern day way of bringing things from energetic, the energetic side of things into the physical. And Neville Goddard was one of the preeminent teachers um, in our country, and and he is also someone that, has, you know, there's a bunch of stuff about him online. And he has an amazing, or had an amazing system for manifesting. And I know that since the movie The Secret, that word and the law of attraction have gotten, you know, kind of gone in and out of vogue. But the bottom line is that if you don't know how to manifest consciously, you're just going to manifest anyway with whatever you're thinking about. So I know that. Everybody on this call has heard of this word before. Um, I personally, the first time I heard the word, I was working with Dr. Doreen Virtue, which I think most of you know who she is. I was certified in all of her, um, all of her classes, and um, I was certified in all of her, uh, you know, different things through the angel realms and whatnot. And one of the things we had a conversation. And one day, and I was telling her what I was aspiring to do, that I didn't want to work anymore um, in the same capacity I was because at the time I had just gotten out of corporate America and I didn't want to go back and that I wanted to have beautiful homes and a fabulous guy and, um, you know, all of my, you know, dreams come true. And she said, you know what, Mari, you are very creative and you are someone who really is going to have to learn how to do what's called manifesting. She said, you need to focus your attention on getting really, really good at manifesting because that's the only way you're going to survive and live and thrive, really, the way that you want to. And you have it. You have what it is. But I want you to spend as much time as it takes to learn how to do this. Well, that was back in 19... Oh, 
I guess the late 90s. Yeah, but we're 2014. No, maybe early 2000. And um, and I went on this quest. And you know, we had heard of creative visualization, and shot, I studied the shots of Gawain, and I studied a lot of um, you know all the other big ones, you know. And and then Esther Hicks came out with uh, asking it is given, and all this. And, you know, there's so many crisscrossing messages of how to do this. We've had Bob Proctor on the show. Everybody has kind of their opinion. But this 2021, I came across this work. A friend of mine sent me some, some of his stuff. And I said, you know, I've seen it all. I've seen it all. She said, no, no, Mario, you've got to look at this guy. You've got to look at this guy. He's amazing. He really gets it. You know, there, he has all these missing pieces. And I was like, eh, you know, listen, I'm a show host. I do this all the time. I've seen it all. And so I turned on his stuff, and I looked at the first thing. I said, Okay. Then I listened to the second thing. I was like, wait a second. And by the third thing, I was like, okay, I gotta get everything. I gotta buy it all. I have to. And then, uh, you know, and then I. So I did. And then I bought all this stuff. And then the next thing I do, I was like, you know what? I can't. I, I I gotta talk to this guy. And so I did. And then I said, you know, I need. I think I need this guy to be my personal advisor. So I hired him to do that too. And everything has changed. And I'll tell you what's changed the most dramatically and it might not be what you think. What's changed is my level of optimism and trust that things are going to work out just fine because I know that we're creating now from our imagination, and it's not just the rhetorical knowing. It's the actual thing that happened in my physical world. And I'll tell you what, my friend who referred me uh, to Mr. 2020 said, I bet you're going to have him on your show. And I said, "Mm, we'll see. And he, she says, I know you're going to have him on your show. And I said, well, let me see how this stuff works in my life first. And I wanted to make sure that I start to see real physical changes before we stepped on into the, into the bigger AHA community. Because I always promise you that I'll never ask you to do something that I haven't done myself. And I wanted to make sure that this was as different as I thought it was. And it is. It really is. So... I'm going to um, bring him on in just a second. I just want to do a little bit of housekeeping for our announcements, and then we're going to go right into the show. Let me give you the first bit of housekeeping, which is the call-in number for tonight. If you're listening in and you would like to ask Mr. 2020 a question about things that you're manifesting, whether you're feeling stuck or there's something that you're really desiring, you're not quite sure how to go about it, or you've been failing and failing and failing and failing and thinking that whatever it is you want is impossible and you want to know how to you know, how to get on with it or anything in between, please uh, give us a call. Let's see if we can get you in here to, to speak with him. He he has a way of, of just like sort of lasering in on that one little thing, that little, and then you you switch it and you, you'd be amazing at the kind of things that start to flow in. So the number to call in is 347 215 Two one five nine four eight five. Okay, and um, so you can get in the queue, and Sam will, of course, answer the call and then give give your name to me, and we'll try to get to as many people as we can. So the only um, announcement I wanted to let you know about is later this week on Thursday at three p.m. Eastern time, we're doing a special call with Alice Morocco. We have a, a preview call coming up for our new course, our, our crystal camp. It's going to be all about working with sacred stones. And, uh, and she's amazing. And I just wanted to let you know that that's a free preview call. And um, during the break, I will be giving you the link because I see that my computer has eaten it again. 
<laughs> it's not sitting here in front of me like it should be. But I just want to let you know it's going to be 3 p.m. Eastern time. It is a free call, but you do have to register for it, okay? So we'll give you the link in a little bit. Um, and I think that's about it because I want to get on with Mr. 2020. So, Sam, can we bring – oh, there he is. Okay. Hello, Mr. 2020. Welcome to our show. Hey, Mari, it's nice to be here today. It's, it's actually fantastic to be here today. Love your energy and uh, just looking forward to diving in and uh, meeting some new people and making some lovely changes. Oh, excellent, excellent. I'm saying excellent because you always say excellent. I never, ever say that word. So clearly <laughs> we're vibing together. So um, for those of you who don't already know Mr. 2020, because I know a lot of your, your folks from your community are here as well, uh, he is in Australia. What time is it? it it's actually tomorrow there right yeah it's, it's actually it's, it's 908 a.m on wednesday so I, i've got to tell your listening audience tomorrow is going to be fabulous but victoria okay. and i had a wonderful little walk in the garden we ate a yummy meal the weather is awesome your day is going to be awesome because we're already there so uh, uh, just to remember that Great. So nothing, nothing bad has happened because you're already in tomorrow, and this is why I Absolutely. always say there's no such thing as time, right? You're already 12 hours ahead. So anyway, I want to get, I want to jump in and and start talking a little bit about um, about this whole system of manifesting. So let's from your, you know what? Actually, let's back up a little bit because I just I'm, I know you so well. I'm assuming everybody knows your story, but they don't. Uh, since you're new to our community, why don't you give us like a you know a quick um, story because your story is very very poignant and uh, and then we can get into the work. You know, I started discovering the power of the mind back when I was about ten to twelve years old. I read uh, I was reading Napoleon Hill and Wayne Dyer. Somehow those books ended up around my mother's house and got them at the library, which was cool. So that was part of the start. Around the same time, I got into martial arts, and I realized that most of martial arts was a head game. You know, if you really sorted your inner world out, the outer world would work out really well for you. And from about you know, the age of 12 to 22 or so, life was pretty normal. Uh, I, I got some black belts. I you know, you know, dated people, bought a car, all that stuff. Uh, but when I was 23 years old, I was caught in a prison riot. I was a newly married prison guard, four months on the job, and we had a three-day prison riot in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania, where I was from at the time. And I was taken hostage, beat to death, literally, revived, not a happy camper. And that, that gave me some time to just notice, what am I here to do? What am I all about? Uh, it, it was around that time, the second time Neville Goddard showed up in my life. He showed up when I was 12, and I couldn't handle him. He showed up when I was about 24, 25, and again, not fully in tone, but I got some of the message. But it, it was, that was really the impetus for my life right there because I really started exploring why are we here. And the whole you know, name, Mr. 2020, actually came from that, but about, again, 20 years later. And I was, I was listening to some recordings of Napoleon Hill where he was talking about you know, his publisher wanted to publish his book under the title Use Your Boodle to Get the Noodle. No, actually, Use Your Boodle to Get the Noodle, that's it. Because Napoleon Hill wasn't coming up with a good title. And so Hill went to bed and basically said, look, I need a million-dollar best-selling title. I need a title that will help this book make the difference it can in the world. And he woke up with Think and Grow Rich. And I thought, that's pretty cool. So I went to bed, and I basically did my version of prayer at the time, which was, hey, big guy, uh, I'm doing some <laughs> darn good work. 
and you know, I need something that represents the work that takes it to the next level that helps people get what I'm about so their lives can change. And I woke up with the thought, change your name to Mr. 2020, the number of perfect vision, because that's what it's all about. And mm. if, if, we, if we live from our vision, you know, we don't have all the crazy cravings that drive us nuts. We don't have all the insanity that drives us nuts because we wake up every day you know, you know, focused on purpose we're, we're, and, and seeking the clarity and uh, the focus that we need to get through the day, not to survive it, but to actually live our purpose. So you know, that's where that name comes from and, and the really short version of my personal history. Beautiful. Well, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because we all come to this work with some sort of awakening, right? Some sort of, mm-hmm. and usually that's because something's going wrong. Like nobody comes to me for a reading and says, Mari, my life is perfect. I'm married to the perfect guy and I have all this money and my health is bad and I'm the perfect weight and all is well and I need a reading. And I know they don't come to you like that either. We come feeling Never. something's broken. Right? We feel like something's mm. broken. And um and so I know when I spoke to you with all the knowledge, I mean, I've been studying I've been on my spiritual path. I had my awakening back in nineteen eighty five and I've been doing this all this kind of stuff since then. And you know, for having that much time and to still feel like it's just not quite right. There's something that's off. That's just off. Mm-hmm. There's just something missing. And when we started talking I realized how much you know, it was just these little tweaks. It wasn't even like having to learn a huge system. It's these tweaks. So can we can we talk a little bit about the basics? Can you give us kind of your version of how you perceive the process of creation, I guess, in our world um, to be? So, you know, maybe some step-by-step. Because step. I know you, you have a way of making it really simple and easy to digest. Yeah, you know, there's the foundational philosophy, the mistakes people make, and the formula that needs to be followed. And so, so I, I can now three quick little bits on those, which will probably cook a lot of people's noodles, but that's all right. That's okay. So now, this, whole, this audience is very advanced. We get it. <laughs> so just have at it. <laughs> so, so, so when people watch The Secret, and by the way, I love The Secret. I had a lot of fun watching it, even though there's a lot of quote-unquote mistakes in it. Uh, it served its purpose. It helped a lot of people begin to ponder there's got to be a better way, which right. got them into a lot of good stuff. So yeah. one of the mistakes people make is they, they say, you know, there's this law about the universe and, and this secret law that people have tried to suppress for thousands of years. It, you know, once you learn about this law, it's going to make a difference. And, and I've got a huge problem with that. And the problem is Neville and every mystic that has walked the face of this earth says that we're one with God. And so, so this is not about a secret law about the universe. This is about the truth about you. And when you get that, like, like Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. You are the sons of God. When you look at all the old scriptures, they basically almost all indicate or imply that we are made in the image of the creator. And so, so it's not about the universe. It's about the truth about us. So, so when we drop this need to, to insist, I'm separate from everyone else, I'm separate from God, I'm a sinner, I don't deserve anything, uh, when we drop all that separation that we almost force ourselves to have, uh, that removes all the anxiety. And once, you know, because all anxiety is separation anxiety. And once we drop that by just noticing, you know what, what if I was one with God? What if the Native Americans said it's about the spirit that moves through all things? 
What if you're one with that? And when you, and when you get that tiny little shift, uh, when you just admit that that's possible even, your whole manifesting capacity, your whole capacity to live as the creator in your world totally changes. So that's a, that's a tiny bit of the philosophy that I think everybody's got, got to wake up to at one point. Uh, the second thing is uh, the, the mistakes people make. And the mistakes can be really tiny. Uh, for example, uh, Neville Goddard says that the difference between success and failure is this. Failure is imagining a ladder and seeing your body climb it up. Success is imagining a ladder in front of you, feeling yourself climb that ladder. And, and if you think about it naturally, what, what tends to happen is if you were actually climbing a ladder, you'd just see the ladder in your hands and maybe your feet if you look down or your beer belly if you drank way too much beer. But, but you're not going to see your body. And, and, and that's a really big one because a lot of times we talk to coaching clients and people email us through the website and they say, you know what, I, I was imagining, we've got a beautiful story on the site where this lady shares, I was imagining a new black SUV for me. And I kept seeing this SUV out there and I kept seeing the SUV, I kept seeing the SUV and guess what? I wake up one day and there's an SUV, but it's in my neighbor's driveway. They just got a new SUV. And so I asked her, you know, did you see, you know, what did you see? What did you experience? How did you imagine this? And what she didn't do was imagine being in the vehicle. Yeah, in other words, sitting in the vehicle and seeing her hands on the steering wheel mm-hmm, and not seeing mm-hmm. her body. She, she, saw, she saw it at a distance. And, and, and any time you see something at a distance or you put your body in the movie, it keeps it at a distance versus mm-hmm. experiencing it firsthand in the imagination just as if it were in physical reality. So that's a real important one. We've got plenty more, but uh, uh, let me toss it back over to you. Well, you know, it's interesting because that was a very big distinction for me because we're always told, mm. I, you know, there's a thing called mind movies, and I yes. had bought that too, <laughs> and I had created this mind movie. And, I mean, you, you go in there and you get all your pictures and you plug them in and then it becomes, you put music to it and, and they have all these music pieces you can pick from and it's so much fun and, you know, and I did this really very long, like yes. I think it maxed it out, must be right, and I used to watch it three and four and five times a day. Um, and and, I, and, it, and that was a couple of years ago and it took, because there were so many big, huge dreams there, I'm starting to see them all coming to fruition now. But I wonder, because I never, ever knew the distinction between seeing yourself from a distance in a movie type of visualization, which is what everybody teaches, to being experiencing it within your body, you know, so instead of seeing yourself driving the Range Rover, you're actually in there driving it yourself and just seeing what you would see out of your peripheral vision in your hands and how yes. you're turning the yes. steering wheel and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and that, for me, was huge, absolutely yes. Yes. huge. It changed. Um, not only did it change, I'll, I'll tell you what it really collapsed for me. It collapsed the doubt factor a lot. Yes. Not yes. completely, yes. but what it did is collapsed it because I started to feel it instead of envision it. And the envisioning, there's still, when you envision from a distance, what I have found is that there's still a lot of room for your mental room. mind to say, nah, you know, yes. that will never happen. 
nah, you know, well, yes. that, you know, really? You want a jet ski? Nah, maybe not so much. But when you feel it, you feel the spray on your face and you feel the motor and the vibration under, you know, your thighs on the, oh, oh it's fell on the jet ski and you're looking down into the water and, you know, and, and it's spinning and all that and you feel it on your face. All of a sudden, it's, there's so much less argument because you've literally put yourself there. Um, you, you know, I, you, you, you summed it up perfectly because there's a huge difference between feeling good, which is what a movie with your body in is like, and feeling real. Feeling real, literally, it overwhelms you. You, you, you totally assume that you're there. And with feeling mm-hmm. good, it's like, oh, yeah, there's a movie of me on the jet ski. Hey, notice what I do mm-hmm. next. Again, you can make a right. comment to someone next to you. Uh, versus when you're on the jet ski, you're on the jet ski. There's no room for that commentary. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, yeah. it's a totally different thing. And it's much easier to um, get those emotions. Let's talk about that because one of the things that, and I'm, I'm just bringing up people that people know because we've all studied Esther Hicks and mm. Abraham. We've all studied, and one of the things that Abraham says is your emotions are the fuel. Your emotions are the fuel. And you hear this really across all the different, I'm lucky because being a show host, I see all of the teachings, right? But beyond that, you, you're, the, some of the consistencies that we're hearing is, you're, you know, you've got to feel what it feels like or get the emotion of it. And here's, here's, here's something that happens to most people. And that there's a difference between emotion and attachment. And when you take your biggest dream, your thing that you really want, like, you know, the, the boy or the, the girl for that matter, or the you know, whatever thing, the house or jet skis or whatever it is, and you really let yourself emote over it. The level of vulnerability that you feel is so much higher because if it doesn't happen, now you're emotionally invested. And I find that what happens is people get to a certain point, I know I've done this myself, where you get so into it. You're all in. There's nothing. you got nothing left. You're all in. You're emotional about it. And you raise that vulnerability because now it's like, well, if it doesn't happen, I feel like I'm going to crash and die. So then all of a sudden your mind switches from that real sweet spot of where it's probably like almost physically creating right in front of you because you are in that state to where your mental mind kicks back in and starts to say, um, but what if you don't and then, and what if that doesn't, and well then, and or it goes from what if you don't get it to, how am I going to get this? And as soon as you start thinking about how am I going to get it, everything crashes and the emotion goes in the complete opposite direction. I see this. I know I go through that. I see it all the time. I know that our work together has really pretty much stopped that process for the most part for me. And even if I do get into my mental head, I don't feel the emotion around the negative stuff. I might tell God, you know, how long is this going to take? Or what? But I don't feel that level of detrimental emotion anymore like I used to. But can you talk to that a little bit? Because I think it's something that I know just from all of listening to my clients, it's something that comes up a lot. Yeah, you betcha. You know, there's, there's a couple of different ways to approach this. So I'll toss what's just showing up uh, intuitively. So Neville says to, you know, so I get on Facebook a lot and people say, how do I feel it real and yet detach from it? And it's interesting mm-hmm. because when, when Neville teaches detachment, he basically said, you know, he says two things. One, you have to walk in the state of the wish fulfilled. In other words, for me to be a coach, teacher, author, spiritual teacher, I have to live in that state. So, so I'm living in that state, but how do I detach from, and here's the big key. 
you don't detach from the outcome because the outcome's already here. What you detach from is how and when it'll happen. Because mm-hmm. our rational beta mind, you know, you know, we have different brainwave functions or brainwave states that we function in. The brainwave mind of beta, which is where we balance the checkbook and figure out problems, that not only helps us figure out solutions to problems, but the beta brainwaves actually help us to create problems. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so whenever we're in that beta brainwave kind of thing, we're actually creating problems and we're attached to the how and the when and all those things that get in the way. And Neville says, look, what you need to detach from is that. Detach from the how and the when while fully feeling it real. Feel the sensations and feel the emotions. And there's another key a lot of people miss. You know, you've got to feel that physical sensation of the wedding ring on your finger. And while also feeling the emotion of, you know what, I'm, I'm just so glad to be married to you. I'm appreciative of you, of your, your spouse, that is. And so, you know, the combination of sensation and emotion, again, like you, know, like you said earlier, in a way it crowds out any room for that doubt that, yeah, I want to stay in hope in case it doesn't happen. You know, staying in hope mm-hmm. is, 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 is probably the worst mistake you can make because mm-hmm. it, it's, well, you know, if, I, if I keep hoping, I've got hope. Well, you have to give up all hope. You have to totally give up all hope and assume it is and feel the mm-hmm. sensations and the emotions, see from your own uh, eyes, that kind of thing, get the formulas down right, and I'm telling you, it transforms your life. And you know, you know, that's why I'm here. It, it's magnificent when you mm-hmm. do that. No, it really is. So, so can we give folks, like, kind of maybe like, a, I know that, you know, there's volumes on this, but can we give folks kind of a... a ABC one two three. What are the maybe the top four steps they take to do your feel a feel it real session? Because this is different, you guys, than a creative visualization session. He uh, he tells them feel it real sessions. Can can you talk about like what those steps are? Yeah, absolutely. By the way, visualization can be really useful. I, I want to get this out of the way because it's really important. I've done good, a lot of creative good. visualization where I see my body. And mm-hmm. seeing your body is great for skill acquisition. Yeah, as a martial artist, I used to imagine movies of me fighting all the time, where I'd mm-hmm. see the body fighting because it helps me get the skill. And right. seeing your body is also a great way to have dissociation from trauma. So if you see your, if there's trauma, because I was tra- traumatized in 1989, I was taught to see my body at a distance. So that created that emotional distance. So visualizing like that can be useful. It's got its place. But if we're going to do a feel it real session, if I could give the the 90 second crash course, it would be this. Yeah, in the morning when you're just waking up and in the evening when you're just going to sleep, you're in this what Neville called the state akin to sleep. And in that state akin to sleep, you're still like relaxed and you're breathing deep and it's feeling good. And that's when those creative healing brain waves, the alpha, theta are active. And while you're in that state akin to sleep, and again, you can do this during the day if you're good at meditation or whatever. So while you're in this state akin to sleep, the first thing is to literally let your concept of you dissolve. Allow yourself to dissolve. Neville says become formless and faceless. And so we expand first, and then we contract. And when we contract, we've got a really cool lesson on this called segment intending. What we do is we pick a moment in time where we construct a scene that would imply the wish has been fulfilled. And I'll tell you one of mine recently. 
because this is really, really good. I, I don't even, I don't imagine the car in the driveway because that creates distance. And me personally, I don't even imagine driving the car because I don't drive a whole bunch. But when I decided it was time for me to get a car after I immigrated to Australia, I didn't have a car for two years. I didn't need one. You know, I worked from home and I, used Victoria, I would use Victoria's car to go shopping. So mm-hmm. when I decided it was time to get a car, my scene was I got the insurance bill. And Victoria said, hey, here's your insurance bill. Oh, cool, thanks. I rip it open, sit at the computer, pay it, and hit the click on the mouse, and it's all done. And the reason that you imagine that kind of scene is this. Neville says, construct an imaginal scene that implies your wish has already been fulfilled. That puts it in your past. So there's no room now, since it's in your past, to go, I hope it happens like this. And so imagining that I paid the insurance, no problem, joyfully, nice and quick, the day it came in, it not only implies that I have the car, it also implies I've got plenty of money to pay the insurance. I'm not concerned about that. It also implies that Victoria still accepts me having a car and is glad that I got a car. So, so we want to always enlist the power of tribe, which is part of what, uh, what I just mentioned in there. You know, having the people that you love support your, your new success, your new accomplishment, or what you have brought into your life. And after a little scene like that, and the biggest part with that is the scene implies the wish has been fulfilled, it ends with that mouse click. It's a tactile sensation. We all know what it feels like, click. And then that, yeah, I feel good. I just paid my insurance. I got my car. And that sums it up. It just brings it in such a, the most natural way possible. And you'll notice I didn't mention how I got the car. I didn't mention where the car came from, yeah, 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 when I got the car. None of that matters. What matters is, hey, Mari, I just paid my insurance. Mm-hmm. Cool. What, what matters is Victoria going, here you go, 20. Thanks, babe. Boom. Done deal. Beautiful. So um, what I'd like to do is, and, and this is like just a little tip of the iceberg here, but I'd like to uh, get started with some callers. We have a lot here. <laughs> and Excellent. So, um, is that okay with you? Can we? And then we. I'm sure as we as you're talking to them, we can. Um, we'll be unfolding more stuff. Um, you betcha. Okay, and I just want to say to the audience, if you are going to ask a question, I just have some ground rules for questions of a call this size. If you could keep it to one thing, and just know that we can't do a full private session, okay? Because we're on a radio show, we have you know about. 29 minutes left of the show, okay? So if we can keep it, um, just be succinct and not try to go through, you know, because it's, it's intoxicating. I know I can't talk to you and keep it. <laughs> Under the lid, you're like, I got to go to the low. I got to get away from you, Ace, you know? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, we, 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 all, we always go over 45 minutes, and that's fine. Yeah, we know? always so, do. We yeah. always do. Yeah, I just got to run, run, run. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, if you could just remember we're on a show with a gazillion people listening, that would be great. Okay, with that being said, uh, the first caller I would like to go to is Kendra, and let's see if we can get her. Hopefully you're listening, Kendra. Uh, Hi there. Are you on? Hi. Hello. Kendra? Hi, can you hear me now? Yep, I can hear you. Oh, great. Um, Great. Welcome. 
wanted to um, ask about manifesting uh, more or less my dream job. Um, the problem is I, I don't have any conditions of where it is. I just kind of know what I want it to feel like. I want it, you know, I want to still do what I do with architecture. I want to be able to incorporate feng shui. I want to be very successful. I want to be able to be in more than one country, still be able to live in Europe possibly, or I'm open to so many things, it's kind of hard to, I guess, manifest a dream thing because it seems I want to be open to everything, but I still want to. So so we've got to nail something, and this is going to be so easy, it's going to shock you. Are you ready, Kendra? Yep. What is it going to feel like at the end of your day when you go to bed and you, and you just completed another day at your dream job? What's that feel like? I feel like I want to have a sense of calm and almost exhilaration at the same time. <laughs> cool. Those are emotions. So we've covered half the equation. Where does that show up in your body and how does it show up in your body? Uh, I, I kind of feel it in my heart. And um, I don't know if it seems weird, but on my eyes, I guess. I guess I'm looking nice. At By the way, nothing's ever weird. It's just the way you do it. So that's, that's really cool. So, so you've got your emotions. You've got your sensations. And here's what I'd do. Uh, when, you're, when, you're, when, you're, when you're in bed, let's just assume you're going to do a session tonight before you fall asleep. You're laying in bed, and you, and you access those feelings you got the emotions, you got the sensations. And Neville said, if, if you can't get a particular scene going right, condense it to like a three-word phrase. Victoria and I often use, isn't it wonderful? God. You, you could also say, what a great day. Just something so simple where that allows your mind to understand, gosh, I had a great day. And, and, and the power is not in the words. Notice I'm not doing, I have a great job, I am a wonderful person. Eh, that's not what people do. <laughs> but at the end of a great day, you naturally go, wow, another great day. And if you say, another great day at work, I love my job. A phrase like that combined with the sensations and emotions you just mentioned, that'll do it for you. How's okay. that feel? That feels really good, very light. Cool. Do it right now. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. And repeat whatever phrase you need. What a great day. I love my job. Whatever it is. I love my job. Yeah. How's that? Oh, it feels good. Excellent. Does it feel real? Is that what you would say at the end of the... Uh, when you have your ideal job, is that what you'd be saying at the end of the day? I think in my head that is something I'd say. Yeah. You'll know as you find the exact click phrase for you. Because you'll, you'll go to bed and you'll access the sensations around your heart, your eyes and those emotions, and you'll say that phrase, whatever that magical moment phrase is for you, and you'll go, oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. You'll feel the shift in your body. And at some point, I will guarantee this will happen, you'll spontaneously have the right scene show up where you get, oh, this is what my desk is like. Or this is what my something is like. You, you'll know it, you'll feel it, and that'll be your anchor point. Okay. Cool. Very good. Well, thank you for calling in, Kendra. Thank you, Kendra. That was great. Have a great night. Cool. See ya. Okay. <laughs> 
Okay, so we are going to go. Now, you guys listen up so we don't miss you when we, <laughs> when we come past your, your number here. Um, okay, San, I think this is Sandy or is it San, San, Sanja in Maryland. Hi, Sandra. Hello. Hi Hello. there. Can you hear me? Welcome. Yes, I can. What's your question? Hi. Well, yes, give, give Mr. 2020 your question. Um, hi, Mr. 2020. So my question is kind of along the lines of Kendra. How do I manifest uh, job interviews from all the places that I'm applying to? I'm not hearing back at all, and I'm getting frustrated. Got it. So do you want an interview or do you want a job? Well, I want a job. Okay, cool. So don't bother manifesting the interview. If you're manifesting an interview and it doesn't work out, then you've got to manifest another interview, and that may or may not work out. Uh, it'll drive you crazy laying all those eggs. It doesn't work. Yeah. I've been trying to visualize my ideal job and you know, getting working in that, and that hasn't worked out for me yet. So I thought I'd go small and start with the manifesting interviews at least, and that hasn't worked out either. So, so it's probably something in what you're doing, not on the chunk size. So I, I would definitely focus on manifesting, uh, like Neville would say, if a certain desk, desk would imply that you have a position in the office, you imagine your life from that desk. So how are you imagining having the job? Um, well, uh, that, you know, I get to do, uh, I'm in the field of healthcare, and I want to move into policy and work with, with the government in Washington, D.C., so I've been imagining scenarios where I get to contribute to making significant changes in our system and Got having it. opportunities so, to do that. What's, what's one tiny little scene that would imply that you're doing that? Mm. Well, um, all, uh, you know, uh, 50 states accept um, that you know, women have a right to choose and make their choices. Got it. Let, let me rephrase it a little tiny bit. When, whenever I competed in martial arts uh, years and years ago, uh, I would imagine not the fight, because uh, I did a lot of fighting, had a lot of fun. I would imagine seeing my instructor in my next class and having him going, you did a great job. Yeah, you took first again. That's so cool. That kind of thing. So, so it was something that implied that I had one, took first, second, or third place, I, uh, I, I could just imagine me handing Bob the trophy and having him look at it. So that was my scene. So it implied it was a very quick little specific scene where I see Bob holding my trophy or me see my hand handing Bob the trophy. And that would imply that I had taken first, second, or third, and it was all done. So we're looking for a tiny little scene that involves you and preferably another human being that implies your wish has been fulfilled. Okay. I hadn't thought about it that way. Good on you. I guarantee as you do, you're going to feel a difference in your body. So instead of it being something objective about the laws of the government or whatever, uh, it's going to be about Sandy. Because when it's about you, when, it, when, when you see, again, uh, one of the things that we teach people a lot is you know, the handshake, the high five, or the hug. You know, those three things are they're just fabulous. And, and I can see if you're working with the government and you come to a great deal with somebody 
you know, I, I, you know, moving forward with a piece of legislation or whatever, you know, what do you do? You sign a piece of paper, you reach out your hand, and you shake on it. That was a great session. That mm-hmm. it implies that you have the job. And when you see your hand only and you see their entire body as they reach toward you to shake your hand, now it's as if you're actually there. That'll change your life. I guarantee it. Beautiful. Thank you for calling in. Okay. Thank you, Sandy. Thanks so much. So, you know, it's funny that you – I wanted to know if you could talk a little bit about the beta versus the um, alpha and theta state. Because I think yes. what Sandy, Sandra was talking about was, you know, she's mudslinging in the beta state as she thinks she's visualizing. You know, she's like yes. mud wrestling with her vision. Right? I can't yep. get the job. I can't get the job. I can't get the job. <laughs> as much as she's probably saying, I want the job. I can't get the job. So I'm just going to get the interviews. I'm going to just go. But now I'm not getting the interviews. And she's like completely in that, and you've taught me this, that beta state, just yes. literally like flipping over in the jello pit. <laughs> Can you talk to that a little bit. I tell you what, the number one thing, Victoria and I have listened to hundreds and hundreds of hours of Neville. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we read his lectures. We, we actually transcribe them once in a while. So we'll sit here and listen and write these things out, right? Some of the ones that haven't been transcribed yet. And we have the most fun doing that because we get to notice the details most people miss. And, and there's mm-hmm. so many times Neville le- mentions in his lectures little phrases like, yeah, one day while I was just sitting around, sitting in the silence, and then he'll go on with whatever his story is. Mm-hmm. There's an implication there, and the implication is that he spent a lot of time in meditation, a lot of time in sitting in the silence, a lot of time doing the first step in a feel it real session, which is to dissolve. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and until we do that, literally that feeling of the body dissolving or having no body awareness uh, that we have in the state of to sleep, that brings us down into those alpha, theta, creative brain waves. Because as long as you're aware of the body moving around like it normally does, you're aware of the body's problems and society's problems and how am I going to make this happen and, oh, what's the most logical thing to do? Uh, that's all beta brainwave talk. But whenever I slow down and really get in that groove, I do some Tai Chi or lay down to do a feel it real session midday, yeah, I, I lose feeling of the body. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's like everything expands and dissolves, and that brings you into that alpha-theta brainwave. Uh, mm-hmm. It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. So the point of this is, you guys, um, and I'm just, I'm filling in where you're sitting, <laughs> because I'm like, I'm, I'm still on the other side of the fence. You, got, you and, and Victoria are like, you know, pros at this. But um, don't try to do this as you're driving your car. Because your car, you're driving and it's still engaging your physical body. I know I did a lot of visualizing when I was driving. That was like habitual for me. And I literally do have to pull myself off the computer, offline. At night, I've been going to the park every night and sitting in the car as the sun's going down after I do my walk and I'm, you know, nice and chill and doing these sessions. And it's a totally different experience than doing it in the shower, you know, visualizing, okay, you know, I'm now in the shower in my mansion, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's a totally different experience, you know, that, that yes. the data can sleep is really going into that alpha-theta state. Yes. Without falling asleep, right? What happens if you fall asleep? Does it work? 
Yeah, yeah. You know what Neville also says, and again, we've been testing this stuff for a long, long time, uh, fall asleep in the state of your wish fulfilled. And there's a literal meaning to that as well as a metaphorical meaning. Uh, if, if, you know, if, if you've managed to be in that lovely state, you're in the state akin to sleep and you're feeling, God, what a day. What a day, you know, I'm married to the ideal person. Um, and again, it's not the words that matter, it's the feeling. You have the feeling of knowing, yeah, you're cuddled next to someone wonderful, you're doing what you're passionate about all day, and you fall asleep. Uh, wow, that's gorgeous. If it happens, beautiful. Uh, and if you don't fall asleep and you get back up with your day, you're going to notice that feeling is going to drive your decisions and that feeling's going to permeate whatever you do. So uh, that's all good. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, we have a bunch more people. Can we get to another person here? Um, Excellent. Okay. We have Elizabeth from Virginia. Hi, Elizabeth. Hopefully you're there. Hi there. Yes, I'm here. Welcome. What's your question? Um, My question is about manifesting a place to live. My lease runs out at the end of July, and I need a place before then. Got it. What kind of place do you want to live? Oh, um, where I'm comfortable and happy, and my pets are comfortable, and I have space around me and a nice yard that I can work in. Got it. So when I hear your request, one of the things that notice that I notice immediately is there's quote unquote a deadline. Yes. So we have to let the deadline go away. Okay. And here's how we and here's how we do that because a deadline will drive you nuts. <laughs> I know you know this. Every human listening knows this. Deadlines will drive you crazy. That's why they're called deadlines, right? They just suck the life out of you. <laughs> so, so so what we suggest instead. Uh, so, uh, give us the first name of somebody who you love, someone who you trust that would come visit you at your new place. Clyde and Alicia. Okay. So, they show up, and you said it was Clyde, right? Yes. So, Clyde and Alicia come up to visit you in your new place, and you open the door, and you see their faces. What's the look on their faces when they're looking at you and looking past you at your new place? What's the look on their face? Oh, they're smiling. They're very happy. Yeah. What do they say? It's great to see you and yeah. to visit your new home. Got it. So it's, it's great to see you. Yeah, and, and, and there's like a wow kind of thing. Look at where you live, right? Nice place. Uh-huh. How does that make you feel? Very happy. Cool. Content. Where do you, where, where do you feel it in your body? We want to get um, both the emotions and the sensations. Whole, a whole body feeling. Whole body. Is it tingly, warm, expansive? Ooh. <laughs> uh, I like expansive. <laughs> Got it. So so what you want to do is you want to do your sessions where you just imagine you open the door, you see your two friends, and they basically say, wow. (laughs) All right, there's the, it was just a guttural response to seeing you in your new place. Wow, nice. 
Yeah, something real quick. And how does that feel in your body? You notice that feeling in your body, and, and just there you go. Wow. There's, a, there's the substantial part of your scene right there. And, and nailing those feelings, again, this implies a couple things. This implies that you've gotten to the perfect place for you, that your friends accept this is a perfect place for you, and, and acknowledge, my God, you look great. <laughs> you know, look at where you lived. Good on you. So, so when all that feeling is, is, is inside of you, somehow, sometime, somewhere, you've ended up in the right place. And you don't have to define exactly where. You definitely don't want to define how or when it happened. Uh, all you know is you've ended up in the right place. And it's evidenced by your friends looking at you, saying what they say, some sort of, whoa, wow, nice to see you, and how you feel inside about all that. You get it? Yes. Cool. That's where you want to play. Anything else is, is laying golden eggs. They, you know, I, found, I, I see myself finding the ad, you know, whatever, you know, all that crap. Forget all that. That's all house. None of the hows matter. What, what, what matters is, wow, I'm here. Look at my friends. They love my new place. So do I. That kind of a feeling. And, and that, takes care of, that, that takes care of you. Okay. Can I have more than two friends that come in and say that? Wow. How many friends do you got? Could I speak to Jeff? <laughs> I think just one set. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, whatever feels good for you. Some people would only have like one or two friends stopping over. Other people have a party every weekend. So, so whatever works. By the way, you could even imagine, uh, you know, Murray swinging over. You know, if she happens to be traveling, doing her East Coast tour, and she stops by and says, hey, how's it going? You know, uh, why, why not? You know, you know make, make it fun. Make it ridiculous. But, but make it real because that's the cool thing. Yeah, whatever feels real and lovely for you. Okay, great. Well, thank, thank you, you so much for calling in. Good luck, too. Good luck to you. Okay. Good so, luck. I, I, I see it. I see it. Done. Done deal. Yeah, done. It's yeah. done. It is done. That's what I should say instead of good yeah. luck. <laughs> That's right. Looking forward to the photos. Hoo-ha. Oh, yes. There's a hoo <laughs> So... Um, I know for me, when I think about when I do my Feel It Real sessions, it always ends up with me having dinner with one of my close friends and us clinking champagne glasses and saying, yep. finally, <laughs> you're here because she's, she's in, the, in California, you know. So, um, yeah. So the clinking glasses or the high five or the hug or the congrats, the handshake, right? Yep. So something always anchor something fast in your sessions. Handshake, hug, high five, tink, click of the mouse. Just something that that boom right there because that's your pivot point. That's your anchor. Yeah. Good so, on you. how many? How many? Uh, can you talk just a little bit about the lag time between when you do these sessions and when they start to show up in the physical world? Because I know that. Sometimes, I know for me, as I've been doing these sessions, I see half steps. I see, like, evidence, but it's not quite it. Um, mm -hmm. Or the perfect thing is showing up, but it's two weeks too soon. Or, you know, can you talk a little bit about how to handle when it feels like 
you're doing the session then, but there's a delay in, you know, and it showing it. itself. I, I've walked right up to the edge so many times and even been pushed over the edge so many times with this stuff. Uh, and it's taught me one thing. That, so here's the head part. We'll talk to the head for a second. Uh, you can't pick when. Don't bother. You know, so so if, you, if you're getting impatient or whatever, eh, stop it, forget it, let it go. Now, now here's the cool thing. I, I just want everyone to think about this. Your eyes are about four inches apart, right? Mm-hmm. Your ears are about six inches uh, tippy toe to top of your head. Uh, how tall are you? Five four. So, so with those numbers, four inches apart of the eyes, eight inches or six inches apart for the ears, five four from tippy toe to the top of the head, we can physically sense so little of this magnificently huge universe through our bodies. And, and the language here is very specific. We can only sense so little of this universe through our tiny little physical bodies that there's no way we can sense what all's going on, quote-unquote, behind the scenes or outside of the range of the radar that's, that's bringing it all together for us. There's mm-hmm. no way we can sense it all. So right. stop giving faith to your senses. Neville, ah. teaches, and I fir- and I, Neville teaches, and I firmly agree with this, it's happened when it's happened in imagination because what we are is consciousness. Being consciousness, I can sense two realms, the quote-unquote imaginal realm, the creative realm, and I can also sense the effect realm, which is the physical realm. And, and everyone wants to look for signs in the realm of effect. You don't need any signs in the realm of effect, not one. All you need to do is understand once it's been fully experienced as real, as long as you don't dig it up with doubt and get all goofy with it, uh, once it's experienced as real, yeah, you can go back and keep re-experiencing it all you want and all you need, but it's a done deal. Once it's experienced mm-hmm. as real, it's a mm-hmm. done deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I love this stuff. You're so good at this. You're just really, really good. I feel like when I talk to you, I feel safe immediately. Like you, you, You're like unflappable. I, I, I like load you up with all kinds of hysteria, and you just, uh-huh. <laughs> You know, this stuff's, this stuff's a lifestyle. I, yeah. Honest to goodness, it's, it's the coolest. And by the way, I'm unflappable. Like if I decide, you know what, I'm manifesting cheap meat today just as a game to play. I'm going to go shopping. And I decide, you know what, I'm going to manifest some cheap meat. Why? Because I love meat and I love getting deals, right? <laughs> and so, so I, go, I go to the Safeway or the Quickie Mart or wherever the heck my friend Dominic takes me today because Dom and I go shopping together. He's a good guy. And so we rock out and we go shopping. And if, by the way, if I don't see any cheap meat, I don't blow my top and go, I must be a failure at this. It, it might be the day after I go to the store because I forgot to pick something up that I rock in and see, oh, my God, pork chops for $1.99 a kilo. <laughs> Imagine the fun we'll have. So, so I, don't, you know, I never assume that I failed. I always assume that I can improve what I'm doing. But You're I never guy. assume that I failed. You're a guy. I'm a guy. That's true. I am. Yes. Let me, yes. Let me look at Victoria. Am I, so am I women, as, as a girl... If we don't see that meat, we freak out. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry. I just have to say it. You're so cool. You know, you're like cool. Like, but what about us emotional people? Oh, wow. You have to like snap out of it. (laughs) 
Now, now, now watch this. There's this huge difference between drama and emotions, right? We can't manifest oh, from drama. Oh, uh, Yeah, you know, you know, you know. Here we go. Emotion <laughs> is going, I got the meat. It's a buck ninety nine a kilo. Wow, right? Emotion is also going, there's no meat on special. I wonder where I'll find it. That both of those are genuine emotions. Get it? The emotion yep. of anticipation. Oh, I'll find the meat elsewhere. No big deal. Or I just found the meat. Those are both two genuine emotions. Drama's gone. Right. Oh, God, no meat must be a failure. Self-destruct. Five, four, three. Right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always tell people drop the drama. And drop, yeah. By the way, our culture is addicted to drama and we're starving for emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, such a big distinction. That's beautiful. Ooh. Just fabulous. Um, let's, let's, let's grab another person on the, on the lines here. I can't get over uh, how many people we have. Uh, cool. We have Jenny in Connecticut. Hi, Jenny. Hi. Hi. Welcome. What's your question? Hello, Jenny. I have to be honest. In listening to all of the conversations, and uh, especially, Mari, with your interactions and your answering, the, asking the right questions like the lag time and so forth, um, how do you get rid of the blocks from believing that it's ever going to happen? Because it seems that every time you think you're making progress, you hit a roadblock. So I actually dreamed, I mean, same thing, manifested this ideal home and a woman that just lost her husband and having her and her two children come. And I could see the whole thing. And I could see us sitting out on the deck and looking at the view, and it never materialized. So Hasn't, how do you let it. go of that, um, what's the point, what, disappointment? Yes. Got it. Yes. So, so, so I, I, people ask me, when I was 23 years old, I was in that prison ride. Uh, 40 acres of prison had to almost be burned to the ground for me to wake up. I find that so cool. Uh, people say, well, what did you do to manifest that? You must have done really something stupid or really been negative and stuff. And when I look back at stuff like that, one of the things I noticed in my life, Neville talks about bridges of incident. And you always get what you really want. Okay, so you might think you want a particular house, but it, odds are it's going to be a house that makes you feel that way is what you actually get. It may or may not be that particular house. That doesn't really matter. But, but the really cool thing is if, if something didn't work out the way we expected it to, you know, odd, odds are, uh, you know, I'm not even going to negate that. If I needed the wake-up call of the Cantwell prison riots for me to become a full-time teacher. I always imagined myself teaching, but I figured once I got hired at the prison, I'd be making enough money I could teach on the weekends and have fun, that kind of thing. And that definitely wasn't what I really wanted. What I really wanted to be was to be a full-time teacher. And so you know, the prison ride basically happened to help me get to the point where I had something that I was worth teaching full-time. So anytime there's a letdown, a tragedy, a crisis, just keep in mind what it is is a bridge of incident that's that you're crossing, moving through, experiencing as you're still moving toward uh, what you're choosing to manifest and create in your life. Does that make sense? It does, and I've been told that before, 
And it's just like it seems so endless with the tragedies and the downfalls um, and never see the rainbow. I when just want to see, see the that rainbow. rainbow. Do, do you see it when you do you experience the rainbow when you do your sessions? How many sessions do you do? Um, no, I don't anymore. And I, I think it's because um, the old expression, you know, you can't get out of your own way because there's so much um, bad that I can't see the good. And I need to, I really want more than anything to believe everything's going to be all better. But I just keep so, running into so many roadblocks, um, and it's just really very discouraging. Our job is to forsake the senses, the physical senses, and, and to give birth in the imaginal realms. And, and literally, I, I can guarantee you one thing. If you're not experiencing the success and happiness in your imagination, it's not going to show up in your physical world. It, your job is not to make it show up in the physical world. Your job is to create it in imagination to the point where it starts to move your physical world. Let, let me ask you a question. If, can you imagine biting a lemon right now? Yes, I can do that. Okay, do that. Okay, imagine biting a lemon and let me know what happens in your body. Um, I squeeze my eyes and I say, oh, that's sour or bitter. Do you, do you notice anything different in your mouth? Do, do, do you start to salivate? Yeah, it's totally a different. It's a taste that I definitely would not want again. Got it. So you've just proven that you can imagine effectively because something changed in your body. Remember, your body is not you. Your body is part of the universe. So you have just imagined effectively enough to change part of the universe, the local part of the universe. And that's a beginning. So if you can do that, you can close your eyes, go into that state akin to sleep, either in, when you're first getting up in the morning or while you're going to bed at night or midday with a meditation, and enter into this ideal world that you choose to live in. Not what you want. Wanting it will keep it in your future. This world that you choose to live in. And literally, this is like ordering a meal. If Victoria and I go out for Thai and we order our dinner, before the dinner comes, we keep smelling it. We smell it cooking in the kitchen. And literally, that's what a session is as far as I'm concerned. You enter the state akin to sleep, you relax, you get into that point where you know, the body starts to feel like it's dissolving, and then you're basically you're sampling the meal that's coming. Okay. And I guarantee if you do that, your life will change. I'm telling you, I've been, in, I've been in some scary places, I've been in some dark places. The reason why I teach this and the reason why I teach this realistically is because I know it works. I know where I've been, and I know where I am, and I also know where I'm going. Is this something this that I would have to do? I mean, because you always have the bumps in the road, especially for me personally. You always have the bumps mm -hmm. in the road. Um, and when Mari was talking about lag time before, it's hitting the nail on the head for me. So is this something like if I have a bump in the road, I say, okay, you know, let that go and go back to what I really want in my life? Yeah, you know, Victoria and I garden a lot. And we plant roses and other cool plants and trees in the garden. And sometimes the roses don't bloom the first season. And so we don't dig it up. We just give it a little bit more fertilizer. In other words, have another session with it. Give it a little bit of water once in a while. And we keep gardening. We keep doing what we're doing. Knowing that that rose will blossom in its own divine perfect time. Okay. 
I, yeah. and, you know, I just want to interject something. One of the reasons why I waited to do this show, Jenny, as long as I did, was so that I could really put it to the test because I was around where you're at right now uh, when I first came to Mr. 2020. I really was, I had this kind of cynical kind of, you know, kind of depressed feeling around it because it was kind of like, why should I even put myself in the position to hope again if it's going to just fall apart? And what I will say is that you have to be willing to do two things. The first thing is to let go of whatever's happened before. And, the, yep. and your willingness to show up to the call is saying that you're, you're kind of there, right? You're looking for that, that little toothpick to get the meat out of the back of your teeth, and that's what this is. The second thing that I would say is really this takes practice. And for, I would say, um, five weeks, I just listened to. I just listened to it. I didn't even do sessions. I just kept listening to the information, listening to the information, putting it on my headphones, listening, 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 listening. Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And then one day I said, you know what? I'm gonna give this a shot. And and so many of my yeah, but what ifs and if only had already been intellectually settled. So when I went into the session, I felt more willing to receive it. Right. And when we, we live like what you've gone through and I've gone through the same thing, you get such a high level of defensiveness and that's where, you know, just listen. Just just keep listening. You don't have to be perfect with it. And you don't have to be perfect for this to work. You really don't. And and that and that will ease. And I hope that helps because I know with our show is literally over right now. But I hope that that eases, that gives you some hope. I know that your show is over, and I appreciate that you're taking my call, and I definitely appreciate Mr. 2020. But, Mari, I have to tell you, one of the things I admire the most about you is, is that you're just so real. And every time you speak, it's like me saying the same words that you're saying. And I appreciate that more than you can imagine. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad. I really, uh, I've built this entire business off of trying to fix my crazy life. <laughs> so I'm, I'm right in it with you. There's just nothing benevolent about it. It's called slogging it out, you know, and it's not all neat and sweet. And, you know, I'm an author now. Yay. I'm like, you know, I wrote my book and everything. And I'll tell you, publishers try to make you make it all nice. And, and it all has to wrap up by the end of the book. But life doesn't wrap like that, Right. Life right. happens. And so what your job is, is to be willing to have a toolkit and be willing to give those tools the opportunity to work for you. And that's really, that's on you. We have the tools, but I think you're there. I think you're right at that point. And I'm so glad that we're inspiring to you. And I just hope that you'll call back in and let me know how things, you know, how things are transpiring. But give this a shot. This works. Trust me. I will definitely do that. Thank you so much, Mary, and thank you so much, Mr. 2020. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for calling. Uh, thanks for calling in. That's great. Wow, I can't believe it. <laughs> we, that went really, really fast. You'll have to come back. And I just want to let the, everybody on the call know and anybody listening to the podcast, Mr. 2020 is going to be doing a three-part master course with us in July. So it's going to be a paid, that's a paid course. It's not a free class, but we're going to be doing a preview call. We're going to be doing a whole, like, um, man, it's called Midsummer Manifesting for the Advanced Lightworker. And we're going to really be diving into this. So I wanted to bring him on the show, see how you guys responded, see if you like what you're hearing, and if you're, you know, you have a high interest level. This is the real deal. Okay, and, and you guys are along with me. You listen to the podcast. People are, we have thousands and thousands and thousands of people downloading these podcasts every week. And 
I get emails and everything, and I know this is a hot spot. And if, but it's also so important to work on this. This is your survival skill. This is how you create your world. And this is something you need to master. I don't care how discouraged, how stressed out, how much mudslinging you feel you have to do. You've got to dust yourself off and you've got to keep at it because it works and you're, you're manifesting anyway. So I just want to say, um, this is 2020. Give everybody your website so they can start to play with this stuff and, and kind of tune in and you have amazing little programs on there. And then we're going to have our big, you know, powwow boot camp thing in the summer next month, actually. Well, in, Ju- in July. Uh, what's your website so everybody can get a hold of you? Make sure you stomp over at freenevil.com. I'll spell it out. That's F-R-E-E-N-E-V-I-L-L-E.com, freenevil.com. Uh, one thing I'd suggest for everyone, uh, there's a, yeah, yeah, everyone's familiar with put your name and email in the box and you get something cool. Uh, if you put your name and email in the box on the right-hand side, you're going to get 221 PDF lectures of Neville instantly. Uh, if you print them out, that's like 600 pages of freebies. It'll take you 10 years to go through them. More important than that, as far as I'm concerned, is you'll also get an email from me five days a week. Okay, I'm just being upfront. You'll get an email five days a week saying, hey, Mari, we just put up a new article about this. Check it out. And, and, and 90% of the articles are inspired by reader emails or questions, either directly or indirectly. So we keep it simple. We keep it real. And uh, we just keep, yeah, we've got over 600 articles and videos there because we know this works. We know it changes lives. And you'll see a lot of reader stories as well. So go to freenevel.com. Get on the mailing list. Uh, say hi. You know our email address is there. Drop us an email. We love getting those. And uh, let's uh, let's do it again. That's excellent. Well, we're going to have you back, and um, for sure, because I think this is a skill set that we need to con- to continue. You know, and to mm-hmm. and to really develop in our community. Um, and I think you have. You know, you fill in all the blanks. So help me God, you really, really do. So I'm gonna uh, we're gonna sign off for tonight. But you guys just just uh, you can go there and and check that out and and just keep it on in your inbox and we'll let you know you know when the next preview call is etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, in the meantime, have a wonderful wonderful week and I'm going to end the show. Thank you, by the way, Mr. 2020. Before I end the show, thank you for coming. You're in Australia. <laughs> I, I I so appreciate you showing up for the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's an honor to have oh, you thank here. Thank you. It was and, great uh, fun and good people. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and thanks for all the callers who are brave enough to call in and ask uh, their questions. Um, and I'll end with my motto that I end every show with, which is you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it too. And in this energy, anything is possible. See you next week, everybody. Take care. You've been listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show with your host, Mari. Be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com. That's A-H-A, moments with an S, inc.com. Also join Mari on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ahamomentsinc and Twitter at twitter.com slash ahamoments. We can't wait to see you there.